Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. Walking with Your Inner Spirit is a six-part podcast series brought to you by Yiska Smith. Six opportunities, practices, and encounters experiencing the divine within. For more digital content or to listen to more of Yiska's podcasts, please visit elmod.pardes.org. Walking with Your Inner Spirit, Episode 1 Bringing Thought and Feeling into Partnership and Harmony Birthing an Understanding Heart Lev Mivin Lev Shomea For many, the term Understanding Heart, Lev Mivin or Lev Shomea, conveys an impossible reality a contradiction, and even nonsense. How can a heart understand? Isn't the domain of understanding and reason found in the mind? Actually, what may be a surprise to many, the Jewish tradition introduced this phenomenon within our very biblical and Talmudic texts. For example, After King Solomon assumes the leadership over the nation of Israel, we read in 1 Kings 3.5, Hashem appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, Request what I should give you. Malachim Aleph, Gimel, Hey, Nir Hashem el Shlomo b'chalom ha'layla, v'yomer Elohim, sha'al ma'etenlach, Many err by assuming that King Solomon, being referred to as the wisest of all men, must have asked for wisdom. In fact, he did not. Perhaps he already possessed enough wisdom to request something much more important. A few verses later, in 3.9, King Solomon answers, May you grant your servant an understanding heart, a lev shomea, to judge your people, to distinguish between good and evil. King Solomon Shlomo HaMelech intuited that he could only fulfill his divinely granted mission as the anointed king, with God's presence intact and revealed, if he were able to hear God's people with his heart, understand them with his heart, and judge them with his heart. We see in the Oral Torah, in the Talmud, Tractate Chagiga 3b, the rabbis discuss the verse that directly precedes the giving of the Torah at Harsinai, in Exodus 20, verse 1, introducing the Ten Commandments, we read, And God spoke all these words, saying, The rabbis were concerned how we are to hear these words. By what means are we to discern 
and to discriminate between two opposites, for example, as defined by divine law? Their answer is, make your ears so they resemble that of a funnel, receiving the words all at once. That's the power of na'asev nishma. We will do, and then we will understand. So we are receiving the words all at once, and then slowly allowing them to pass through. And they continue and say, and acquire for yourself an understanding heart, a lev mevin. Afata ase oznacha keafrakeset. In fact, the, the, in modern Hebrew, the rabbinic term for funnel that was used in the Gemara also means the outer ear of our keset. So they're saying, make, hear the words like a funnel. Yes, you may hear it all in terms of receiving it at once, but learn to discriminate with your heart. Learn to discriminate and discern with a lev mivin. We understand from these two sources the high value Jewish tradition places on bringing understanding into the heart, considered by most as a cerebral activity occurring solely in the mind. From this perspective, I would like to share the PSS's teaching on cultivating the practice of manifesting a love mevin, an understanding heart, whereby thoughts and feelings integrate into a harmonious blend. It's as if we begin to think with our heart and we begin to feel with our mind. This is part of developing the higher consciousness, the machshava tova, the machshava ila'a, the machshava referred to in my introduction. The P.S. Etzner teaches the following. We are missing two ingredients, both of which we desperately need. Our mindfulness and meditative awareness needs to be broadened and improved. And we need to experience inspirational awakenings and emotional openness of the heart. In reality, he then teaches, he then exclaims, he then encourages us to really understand that these two are really one. When one prays, for example, during a time of suffering or great distress, tzara, God forbid, one does not lack any imagery or concentration, dimion umachshava. Likewise, when one prays passionately, mitlahev, with emotion and excitement on the high holidays, on the yomim noaim, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, does the person lack focused concentration? Of course not, he answers. When we are truly emotionally moved, mitlahev, and inspired, mitorer, we experience without any conscious effort 
that God's presence extends from the unreachable heights right down to us where we are. In our own way, in this elevated emotional state, we understand and feel how exquisite is the moment when we say in Chronicles 1, chapter 29, verse 11, to you, God, is the greatness and the might. Lecha Adonai hagadullah v'hagavura. We sense the powerful glory. We are addressing the God whose image is reflected all around us. And we are not praising some king distant and hidden from us. The prayers flow naturally. For example, feeling, oh, my father, my loving father, Avarachaman, help me, please. Help me with this problem. Help me with this situation. As we feel God's presence right with us, nearby, within us and around us. However, the Piyasesna continues, it is difficult to remain in this state of passionate closeness, and hold on to this state of awareness, for two reasons, he believes. First, stress and sadness crop up quite different from suffering and distress. And this state causes a contraction, emotional contraction. There's a mi'ut, there's a tzimtzum of our own feelings. Second, the habitual mind returns, meaning the lower consciousness, looking to analyze the experience, to figure it out, with physical descriptions and explanations. However, this lower consciousness cannot contain the higher dimensions of thought, which involves the experience. It is impossible to try to decipher this experience in one's everyday, quote, this physical worldly type state of typical state of mind. Has that ever happened to you? You have this incredible encounter either in prayer, in song, celebration on Shabbat, and then later on you try to figure it out. It doesn't work. It can't. It won't. So the emotional awakening and impassioned state, this hitwakshut v'hitlahavut, that any Jew experiences reveals the person's soul the nefesh, which is independent of the body. Therefore, why toil in vain, the Piyasetzner asks, trying to understand and analyze a spiritual experience by using thought, which is limited to the physical world, which is the lower thought. He then continues, pure mindfulness, machshavat Torah, depends on inspiration and fiery enthusiasm. And fiery enthusiasm depends on pure mindfulness. See, this is a realm, this is a higher realm, where they actually, they become interdependent. Their existence is one of mutual interdependence. Once we are able to soften our hearts, 
open our hearts and feel emotional stirrings by becoming more vulnerable, we'll already begin to think more clearly and with enhanced focus. When our minds are relaxed and alert and clear and crisp, it is easier to feel deeply and profoundly moved. So really, in order to nurture our connection with the divine, we need to cultivate both of these. Expansive mindfulness, hitrachavut, from the word rachav, to be wide, hitrachavut hamachshava, and emotional awakenings. Hit root to awaken. The hitrakshut, the feelings. So they become organically as one. With this in mind, we cannot speak exclusively of working on expanding mindfulness, only hitrachavut hamachshava. We also need to find ways to awaken the flame that's buried in our hearts. He he implores us, he beseeches us, it's not a matter of thinking harder. It's thinking differently. It's thinking in a different way. Let us seek out ideas and strategies, he suggests. May God enlighten our eyes and help us so finally we may raise ourselves up and beyond the lower level consciousness where we presently feel stuck. If we try to begin by forcing a direct increased sense of kedusha of holiness and elevation, the process will not work. This is not a matter of forcing This is a matter of cultivating, of nurturing, of providing the right environment with the right spiritual practice that produces this, that births this. Rather, he suggests, our method is to start right where we are now and to rise up from there. Where we are right now is not a bad place. It's just not a higher consciousness. It's more of a limited lower consciousness. But let's begin there because that's where we are. Let us begin with the emotional awakenings of excitement, all the different types of excitement, regardless of how mundane the situation that gives rise to the excitement may be. So feel excited. Imagine, what are you excited about? Could be anything in the everyday world. Each feeling of enthusiasm, each feeling of motivation, each feeling of excitement is a key to the soul, Chavrei. He mafteach lenefesh. It could be for anything in your, in our lives, in your lives, in my life, in very much in this world. Every feeling that is connected to something of this world opens a spark, a nitzotz of our soul. That's why every single feeling is a mafteach, is a key to our soul. And our soul becomes revealed a little bit more. Let us consciously then, he suggests, draw her out even more. You can endear yourself to the soul 
by greeting her with words of love, with words of awe and pure God-directed mindfulness. Hold the feeling of whatever is exciting you, of whatever brings you joy, this hit or root of the love that you're experiencing. Even though the original stimulus was a simple daily event, we now have our hands, we now have in our hands, however, an access point, a peticha, a point of kinesa to our soul. Employ whatever sensation you are feeling. With this feeling, then begin to visualize knocking at the door of your heart and summon from your soul from behind the iron gates or what seems to many of us as iron gates where she is imprisoned. In the words from the Song of Songs, in chapter 5, verse 2, Open for me, my beloved, my friend. Come, he says, let us feel deeply in purity with the divine, with faith, with love, and with awe. You can actually talk to your own soul. And as if you're knocking on the door and say, please come out. I want to feel you more. I want to experience you more. With the same excitement, with the same joy, with the same enthusiasm that you're experiencing when you're buying a new item, when you receive a promotion at your work, when something happens, really, you go to the store and, oh my gosh, they have this delicious new fruit that just came into season. It doesn't matter what it is. Hold the emotion and use it as a mafteach to gain entry and then to coax out your soul by actually talking to her. As another example, we all have worries about something in our own life or about someone who is deeply important to us when we bring these troubles to mind and imagine them vividly, as though they stand right before our eyes, our hearts soften with emotion. And inside, we may even begin to cry. We may even weep with sadness, with worry, with concern. Bring these thoughts up deliberately. And when your heart is aroused to Torah and broken Shivron Lev, consider the following. Why should I mindfully bring up thoughts that break my heart and cause me to weep? Why would I do that? So this is how he answers. <clears throat> By employing, once again, you're using the feelings. We are to use these feelings as a mafteach as a key to the soul. By employing these feelings, you may come to realize, isn't God before me? Not only the imagery of whatever is birthing and awakening in these feelings of sadness and weeping, but also, isn't God before me? So God, I will cry to you, who hears the sound of my weeping, mindfully, Visualize, he's suggesting, 
ledamien, ledamien, that you have ascended and you are standing right before God, whatever that means to you, where you have been given the opportunity to really pray on your own, and to plead from your heart, not from the Sidor. This is from your heart. This is mamash avodat halev. This is the practice from the heart. Then you will experience meaningful prayer as a result of this visualization. So the cultivation of the understanding heart, the lev mevin, now becomes the bridge from the lower consciousness to the higher consciousness. Whether you employ feelings that make you feel good, make you feel happy, feelings of enthusiasm and joy, or feelings that break your heart, that, that make you feel sad. For the PSS, all these different feelings from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum of what the human being can experience, each one is a key to gain entry to the very same place, your soul. In summary, the lower consciousness is where one may be subject to the physical demands in the world, within the limitation, the limitations of the five senses, leaving very little chance to sense the presence of the divine. <clears throat> we become so busy with this worldly matters, and that's okay. He doesn't judge that. He doesn't condemn that. What he's suggesting is Go beyond that. And the Lev Mevin is the bridge, is actually like the ladder, like the ladder of Yaakov, the Sulam Yaakov, to gain a higher, in the very same place where we are physically, we can gain a higher consciousness. The higher consciousness occurs when one's mind does not become closed and one's heart does not become blocked. He calls it the Sigirat HaMoach and the Tintum HaLev. It's the space where instead of being subject to the natural forces in the physical world, one actually senses the Shekhinah, the divine presence in them. By realizing that this is not only when we pray and observe mitzvot, we can actually become aware of the presence of God at all times, in all places, surely in different places of nature, by the sea, in the forest, in the wilderness, in the desert, in the mountains, in our own private gardens or in, in community gardens, but also in buildings, on a bus, in stores, on an airplane, walking down the street. In conclusion, I would like to suggest the following spiritual practices in cultivating, in really beginning to nurture, beginning to provide the environment that grows, that then produces, that births the Lev Mevin. One, in the privacy of your home, sit in a comfortable position and just spend a few minutes settling into your breath with deeply focused, full inhalations and exhalations. 
as you feel increasingly immersed in your breath, hold on, grasp, be aware of the very first thought that you become aware of. Hold on to that. Without judging it, explore it in its breadth and depth. Understand it. Engage with it. As you do this, become aware of any feeling or feelings that this thought may awaken within you. Again, without judging the feeling, simply settle in to the feeling. Could be feelings of, I'm frustrated, I'm grateful, I'm impatient, I'm patient. As you settle into the feeling or feelings, return to the thought. And as you settle into the thought, return to the feeling. Just visualize yourself, just gently with softness, moving back and forth from your thought that's producing the feeling, and then the feeling is nurturing the clarity of the feeling of, of the thought. The goal of this practice, Chavre, is to sense a connection a flow, an alignment between a thought and a feeling. And to sense how the thought gives birth to the feeling and how the feeling then strengthens the thought. The harmony that this may create, this is where we experience the divine. This space, this harmonious space is where the Revelation of the Shekhinah occurs. That's one suggestion. Another suggestion. When going to your Beit Knesset or your Beit Midrash, your synagogue, your study hall, or any designated space for communal, spiritual, and or religious practice, as in the forest, or at the beach, or in the desert, arrive a bit earlier than usual, before everyone else arrives. Use this designated time, one minute, five minutes, whatever you want to designate and dedicate. Use this alone time to repeat the above that I suggested you do in your home, when you were alone in your home. Now do it in the environment that beckons you to be part of communal practice, communal prayer. And my third suggestion, wherever you can feel relaxed and focused, dedicate some time to practice one of the examples as discussed in the PSSner's teaching. Be aware as much as you can. It all begins, Chavah, with Tsumat Lev, with Lahakshiv, to really pay attention, to really be more aware of what it is you are thinking and what it is you are feeling. Be more, just be more aware of yourselves. Don't try to become a different person. Just become more aware of who you already are. Begin to think in a way that intentionally awakens feelings and allow yourself to feel in a way that causes you to reflect and to ponder. 
So rather than being reactive, what I would suggest is learn to be more proactive with your lives. And this then creates and nurtures and cultivates the space where thought and feeling meet. And this space is what invites the divine presence to become, to become revealed. This is what it means in part to walk with your inner spirit. Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. For more digital content or to listen to more of Vieska's podcasts, please visit elmod.pardes.org.